Welcome back to another episode of Performax Science Radio. Um, today I'm joined by Nick and Kitty. Nick and Kitty, how are you? Good, good. How are you, Matthias? Not too bad. Yeah, so we've good. got. Oh, <laughs> yep. Um, so we've got you back on for our business chat with Nick and Kitty, um, where we're talking all things business today. Correct. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. So, a few questions uh, coming away. Answer them as best you can. So, what do you believe, Nicholas, first, is your area of expertise? What do you do that you think you do better than anyone else? From a business point of view? From a business perspective. Uh, I think I think networking is one of my biggest strengths. Um, I think going out and building business and building networks and growing the business um, from a B2B relationship point of view, that's definitely where I come in. And I think that's where we've seen the biggest growth. You know, you look at like the the gym settings um, and the relationships that I've built from Jet, Snap, Anytime, Plus Fitness, Good Life, World Gym, um, those have come about from relationships. Um, and we wouldn't be where we are today from a business point of view without that um, and being able to sell our service to those gyms and um, provide a different service to what they currently have. And do you believe that going out and do it, like, I feel like, I feel like, there are there'd be a few people who'd be good at that i think so i think there is the, the difference i think is does anyone actually go out and do that and well, potentially they, in, potentially do they, do they take risks um do they do they have the knowledge and the understanding and the capabilities to um you know build practitioners into those roles i think there uh, look i think if you took a sample size of uh people who could go out and build relationships there'd probably be a lot of them out there so i almost think that's almost uh kind of like a front little answer i want to know i want to know what's i want i want to know more about, <laughs> i want to know more about what is your thing like what is like i i, I have this theory well i don't have this theory but i've got this, this theory keeps, of someone else matchless up at night but people that if you walked into a room of let's say a thousand people like what are you in that in that one percent for doing let's say you walk into a room of business people that all own businesses okay they all have type businesses somewhat successful businesses what do you think out of those 99 people who own the businesses what would that one percent what would be your skill that you're better than those 99 people at i mean sales is one thing but then again there's going to be a lot of good salesmen out there um i think i think to be to be completely honest i think if i'm in a room of a thousand people business people 100 people 100 people for this I think there's not that many people out there who are willing to do the work that I would be willing to do to grow the business. Um, people, a lot of people say they are, um, but how many people actually go out and action that on a day-to-day basis and actually get things done? Like on a weekly basis, do, what are they doing to grow that, that part of the business as well? Yeah, well, I think in the business world, obviously a common theme that comes up a lot is always, you know, hard work gets you um, hard. It's always, they say, well, how did you do it? Oh, I did it through hard work. I did it through hard work. So... What actually, what does hard feel like? I think that's a big question that people kind of well, for me, get a little bit like, because especially in this world, like almost sometimes like burnout and stuff gets kind of uh, mm, revered as kind of like toxic mm. in, in that sense. So what, what I guess, what is your interpretation, your definition of, of what does hard feel like? Well, for me, hard doesn't like it. Not. I mean, I, I enjoy it. Like, I understand it when I feel, when it, when, when I feel like I'm working hard. Um, and that's what I kind of thrive off. And that, that's what really projects me on a week-to-week basis. Like, running, 
lots of sessions, having a lot, lot of things to do in my week. Um, that doesn't necessarily make it, make me feel like I'm working hard, but it makes me feel like I'm getting somewhere. Um, as long as those things are productive and helping the business grow um, week to week. So I think everyone's perception on what is hard is, is very different. If someone else stepped into my role that hadn't potentially had as, as much experience in the business world, they would burn out within a matter of weeks, so I'd, I'd guarantee it um, because they're not used to it. But for me, like, I'd, if I wasn't doing to what I do today, um, I'd get bored, first of all. Um, I, you know, we, we were talking before, but I have a bit of an addictive personality as well. So once, when, when I get one thing done, it's like, what's next? Um, it's always kind of what's next. What you know, when we get to certain KPIs in the business, it's always like, all right, we've done that. What are we going to do next? Let's not dwell on that. How can we make it better? Um, so my mind is always kind of thinking of, you know, what keeps me up at night. I guess sometimes it's like, um, you know, being num- stagnant. Yeah, being stagnant. Not um, progressing. Not, not moving. Progressing and those kind of things. But it's also like, how do I make it better? How do I make things better for my staff? How do I make things better? Um, from a client point of view, how do we make our systems better? How, how do we make our processes better? Um, I guess the other thing, another big strength of mine would be I'm very numbers orientated. So I'm very, I would say I'm quite good with numbers, having more of like a financial background from a fam- my family point of view. Um, I'm very good at evaluating situations, profit margins and those kind of things. So I know where the money goes in the business and I, I know where it goes out and what to spend money on and what to not spend money on. So I think um, where we're going to get a good ROI uh, from a marketing point of view, I guess, first of all, where we need to spend less, um, how to make our margin more efficient, how to make the business more profitable. Because again, at the end of the day, you can have a business that profits tens of millions and hundreds of millions of dollars, but what's the margin on that? Um, what you know? What do you, what do the shareholders make out of that? So at the end of the day, it's you know the evaluation of those prospects. Well, I think any good, yeah, any good business needs to know what their numbers are first. Because if you don't get a good grip on that, then you know that's almost like a single swim thing. If you don't know those things well, um, Kitty, hearing that you're the one who's closest to him, yeah, yeah. you spend the most time with him. Definitely. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, what do you think about what? Do, what do you think when you hear him say that? Like about what, what he? Yeah, what do you? What, yeah, yeah, what do you say? What do you reckon his genius is? Um, I think he is right. Yeah, I think it it is very much, yeah, like that sort of addictive um, personality. And I would say like a lot of of what what we discuss is business. So it's not like when we're like going for a walk, we're always talking about business. We're always talking about like how do we make better? How do we make, you know, staff better? How do we grow? All those sorts of things. So I guess with us, because we are um, always like when he is home, um, that's what we talk about. So I guess if you think about like, you know, people, most people, couples will go home, they'll switch off. We don't switch off. So we're always, always working or always thinking of work. Um, and I think with Nick, probably the best, the one of his best aspects, I guess, would be, yeah, like he said, just he just, just gets things done. I don't know. Just has a dual attitude. I think I, I heard someone say once on a podcast that the, one of the hardest things to find in a business is a doer. It is Someone hard, kind of yeah. just does it. And you, you won't find many doers. And, and people say they're going to do things, but they don't actually follow through. And I think that's probably the difference between us is, and um, other people um, would be, would be yeah, that, that we um, would just get it done. Um, and then, like, I had, I've had, even myself, I've had a few people be like, oh, how do you run so many Pilates classes? 
after a week and a half of having a baby and I'm like, well, you just get it done. You don't sit there and going, oh, poor me, I've had two hours sleep or whatever it is. You just get it done. You just, I think from that perspective where you just think nothing is hard like, and it's a mindset thing, I don't know. It's weird. Um, well, then, okay. So playing devil's advocate here, uh, what would you say to people who out there say maybe that says you might have a toxic relationship with hard work? You, you, uh, uh, yeah, okay. you have what toxic hard work? Do you believe that's a thing? Do you believe that's a definition? What is that? Well, <laughs> is that just a someone's excuse for not wanting to work hard? That's what it sounds like to me. Well, let's say someone. Let's say someone says. <laughs> let's let's say let's say someone says that. Um, you know, let's say you come home. Yeah. And you're still talking, still talking about the business. Obviously, the reality of any business owner, um, they're always going to have their mind on the business. The business is almost like a second or second baby to you now. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you say to people who say that's not healthy? You guys are going to burn mm. out. That's going to. I'd say, where are you going to be in ten years, and where am I going to be in ten years? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I would, I would probably say. That's your perspective. My perspective is that you're not doing everything that you can possibly do your best version of yourself or to set your life up. My Our thinking is always we want to set ourselves up. We want to set all of our practitioners up. I'm going to set shareholders up. We also want to set our kids up. Like we, we don't want our kids to have to be in a position we've had to be in where we've had to literally grind all the time to build where we are and that's I guess that's one of the driving factors yes they will we'll teach them to work hard and instill all those things into them but I think at the end of the day if they're starting off better than what we started off they're going to have a better future and we we want to be I guess one of my driving factors is I want to be like that person that they look back in generations and they're like oh wow they're the people that set us up so what would your definition of um at what point would you guys believe that what you're doing would be unhealthy. Like what? What are the things you that you need? What? No, not necessarily. I'm not going to get. Into, I'm not going to get into that. Kitty says. Kitty says that we talk about work, all, and we do to to a degree. But obviously, we have time that we don't. We have different things that we, that, you know, helps us reset and things that we enjoy doing in the day. And you know, yeah. Well, they're, they're not so much the relationship. I won't get into that. I'm definitely. <laughs> that's a whole oh, other. Oh, that's a can. That's a can of worms that we can open. I would say. I would say. What to? What? What is? What is like the? What is that perfect? balance i guess for you guys in that sense like what is the stuff that kind of resets you and reinstills i guess that motivation to keep keep going and get it done and then like what are the health what are the things that you need to have in check like what would have to not be in check for you to say okay what i'm doing right now is unhealthy yeah i mean i think obviously like sleep's a massive one if i wasn't if i was but i mean we're getting we're getting a little bit less sleep now because we've got a baby but but we would still get you know enough sleep to kind of function that would be my first thing and i think um it's it comes back to that fulfillment factor like if i was working hard and i wasn't getting anywhere and you know i was working copious amounts of hours and i and the business wasn't progressing like you know margins weren't going up revenue wasn't going up the practitioners weren't succeeding what they want what they're doing and the rest of it then i think that's unhealthy and you probably got to work a bit smarter but you know as it stands today like that hasn't happened yet so, yeah, and I suppose it's a bit of a kind of a thing because I guess the business that we are working on is a health business at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so 
you know, I guess we're probably a little bit more in tune with the type of things that kind of are supposed to be healthy. Like I think, you know, if I'm, for me, if I feel like I'm not exercising or I feel like I'm not, same thing, sleep I think is a big one. I think when I first started, I didn't put too much emphasis on sleep, but since obviously educating myself a little bit more around what, how important sleep actually is, um, I think that's a really big one as well. Um, well, what do you, so, well, based on what you're kind of saying and I, as Kitty was alluding to before, is the stuff that kind of drives her. So that's where your motivation comes from. What about um, belief? I think belief's a a big one that there's probably a lot of people out there who don't have belief. Would you consider belief your, in themselves? Yeah. Would you would you believe that you guys picture? believe? Would you believe that you guys have self belief? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. A hundred percent. I'd probably say, like, I don't know. Like, it's. I think from a mindset point of view, we just always think that. Um, like there's nothing that's too hard or unachievable. So that's pretty much what we think. I think like, yeah, belief, but also like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that some of the things that we've done in business aren't risky and aren't scary. Like I think if it doesn't scare you, like it's not, it's, you're not really not progressing. So when it's scary, when it's a bit stressful, I think, yeah, uncomfortable. I think that's where you really progress. Um, from a business point of view, but also from a practitioner sense as well. Like when our practitioner is getting stressed, I'm like, you know, I had a conversation with a staff member a few months back. I remember sitting there and going, look, you're stressed. That's fine. That's great. But let's learn how to deal with that. It's let's have our, take our perception of stress and change that environment and, you know, really relish on that. You know, it's a good thing that we're stressed. You are progressing in your life. Let's just get better at managing the time. Let's just get, you know, come coming back to you, what you said before, What's that one thing that you want to do in your day? Um, for Kitty and I, we we work out every day, like every single like you know every single day, even if it's a and just to be and yeah yeah. So just be clear on what that what that means. Like, what is what is your consider? What do you consider? A, I guess a workout in that sense. Like, we're not saying like a grueling no. hour gym session every single we'll do, time. We do thirty. Well, oh, we do 30, at least on a work day sometimes I'm only doing 30-45 minutes but yeah. between that a lot of the time is it, so. or, and it's not always gym session stuff is it it could just be like a walk or yeah. like something along those lines as well yeah and so, but, but, but to be fair to the majority of the time we did a gym session but it's not the intensity of that changes from time to time as well um, but that's like a mental release for, for us if we get if we make sure we get that one thing in the day it's it's got to be done in, you know like this morning we went really we went quite early to the gym um, and trained so, and that just kind of sets our day up as well. For a lot of people, it might be reading a book. Um, it might be walking on the beach. It might be um, cleaning your space. It, it's it's different for that, everyone. But I don't think, I think the vast majority of the population don't understand that and they don't really understand what they need to do to set aside some time for themselves in the day. Hence, this is why we see ourselves, um, the population increasing stress levels and people not coping with it. You know, increased levels of depression, anxiety, all this kind of shit like it, it can be avoided um and it's the and it's their perception on that too yeah yeah i think i think a hundred percent i think it's people's perception of things i wonder if sometimes people that do suffer from you know i'm not saying that, like if they maybe changed their eating if they changed exercise if they got outside as well maybe if they had less time to think about what they're thinking about yeah so what you're saying is like um if you are like i mean that's a whole another topic in itself yeah. but um i think a big thing is don't um don't whinge about the same thing if you haven't done anything different 100 percent. yeah is that, how, is that the same complaining 
and going that you like yeah. so bad, but you haven't actually done anything to change those patterns or you haven't tried anything. You haven't tried exercise. You haven't tried eating better. You haven't tried going for walks. You haven't tried getting outside. You haven't tried any of those things. And that's one of the things I think that I don't like a lot either. I don't like people whinging about something if I feel like they're, you know, they're doing the same things but expecting something different. That's what I was looking, that's what I was looking forward to saying before. Yeah. But expecting a different outcome. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so it's like if you want a different outcome, sometimes you have to change it and sometimes you know i think a big one is just changing your environment entirely mm. like you know if you feel like you're getting too comfortable in some type of environment then you need to kind of change your environment or at least go to or find an environment um that's uh that's i guess more suitable to what you want to do and i think like now it's a little bit it's a bit easier as well like because they always say you know you surround yourself with the people that you want to be like but i also think it's also a product of the books that you read the people that you listen to potentially from a podcast point obviously don't go over the top and like you can sit there thinking you're super productive watching ted talks and mm. listen to the right podcast all the time but if you're not actioning it then mm. that's not the best thing and i'm definitely fall victim to that sometimes but um yeah so what would you say to people then who because okay you guys obviously have that self-belief that comes from what you guys were saying before what do you say to people who uh have who maybe have that self-doubt in them and how do you they overcome that (laughs) nick Nick probably doesn't have anything for this because he doesn't really believe in it um and self-doubt yeah i don't i don't think he does but um i would probably say at the end of the day you just got to think about where you want to be like what he was saying you're going to be in like five ten years and is what you're doing the actions you're doing today going to set you up for that or is it hindering it that's what I would say. And if, if you're not doing something that's actively going to contribute to your career or if it's actively going to make a difference in your life, what's the point in doing it? What, as well, like let's define self-doubt. What even it's is just it? not self, self-doubt and... Not believing yourself. Yeah, pretty much. So why do you think people don't believe in themselves? That's the question that I'm asking you. Well, I, I mean, I think... Where does, that, where does that come from? Why do they not believe in themselves? Reasons, but because obviously they don't, they're scared. First thing, yeah, um, you know, fear of, fear of like yeah, they're avoiding things, um, fear of failure, all those kind of things. But they're all really good things, and that's just perception again. Like I have felt, I would, I'm not going to sit here and say I've never had any self doubt. Fuck, I have it all the time. But it's like how you deal with that. So it's like, you know, if we're, I'm trying to give, trying to give you an example or something like that. Uh, for example, when we bought this house, right? We bought this house. We bought this block of land probably five, maybe five or six years ago now, right. Now, the block of land was like relatively expensive back in the day, right? I was just kidding myself working in the business, even before your time. Um, Kitty and I probably weren't even making enough money to afford that block of land at the time. Um, most people would sit there and go, oh, no, I can't afford that. Can't afford it. Don't worry about it. Move on, maybe I'll find something cheaper. Um, but we're totally different. So we're sitting there going, we're, you know, I'm crunching some numbers and going, if we, you know, if we get to this amount of sessions, if we do this, we do that, um, then we'll make it work. So we've always been in that mindset of making anything work. And then on top of that, we've gone, and then we've had to build that house as well. And then, you know, afford mortgage and the rest of it. So I think it's the perception on, I, you know, most people in that situation wouldn't do that. Um, yes, there's a handful of people that would, but you know, we make things work and we and we progress, and that's how we progress our lives. And I and I kind of like that. Like, 
I don't want to live my life in like I actually kind of like living my life on the edge a little bit and just like knowing that I've got to work a little bit harder to get to the next point and just get to the next hurdle but no one ever sees that a lot of people just think like oh yeah you know like it's just kind of all calm but it doesn't it's I'm just we're just normal people yeah, I, I think, and I think as well, like for us to be, this that's a good example for us to be able to afford this house, I had to quit my full-time marketing job and start a whole new career. And I think, a lot, and I was studying university full-time, so I was doing six subjects at uni, working full-time, and I was still working out seven days a week. And I think that's maybe where it all started, where we, like where we started getting that mindset, it was, okay, we want to get this, we want to get that. and then But then it went from that to like, how do we get better? How do we make people better? How do we make people do what we've done? Or how do we contribute to their lives? But I'd say like that's that probably is one point where you you actually sit back and go, if you don't make this work, you know, it's you're fucked. Yeah. Much. Well, from what I'm hearing, it sounds like you guys tend to not say where someone might say, I can't. You say, how? you change it to how. Exactly. Change your perception to how can I afford that? So, I, you know, I'm going to come back to that self-doubt question. I think it's like how do you change that perception on self-doubt it is actually a good thing you know having a bit of being a bit stressed is actually a good thing it's how do you make it work how do you make it more efficient so i think if the whole population changes their whole mindset a lot of the time on these things and um obviously you've got to have the strategy and the skill set to be able to make that work you can't just sit there and go and that's the other side of the coin as well we could have sat there and gone oh yeah well let's try to make it work but what are we going to do to actually make that work? Oh, okay, we've got to go out and add 10 more sessions a week. I don't know, just, just an example. But um, we've got to, you know, cut back down X, X, Y, Z and expenses to be able to do that as well. Um, going back to saving though, Nick, just a bit of a background. Nick and I both started saving for a house together when we were less than one year in our relationship. And we are both working part-time and we saved probably what, would you say 80, 90% of our savings were towards a house so yeah i think coming coming back to it yeah like it's and it's also about how you actually know that process as well is that because do you think yeah i think well well, i heard on a podcast once that it was you know business is easy you just got to know your outputs and then you got to know the inputs to get those outputs Mm. it summed it up as simple as that yeah. and to me that made almost like it clicked in my head where it was just like oh okay so what do you want to get out of it so does that come back to just being very clear on what the vision is yeah i think so um, and then do you think when and we've, we've always been very clear what we want from a personal level as well um like we want to set up make sure we're setting ourselves investment property wise to each other yeah we've always been very like very goal oriented kind of people um from a young age i've always i used to have like um, I had dreams of playing in the AFL, but obviously, you know, they didn't 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 like me. Um, back was back gave up on you. Yeah, but um, no, I, you know, I, was, I remember used to have like you get a role for this. You get have, a gig with the Suns these days, anyway. <laughs> I used to have I used to map out like I remember looking at my wall and I have I'd have like a path, literally a pathway of how I was going to get to the AFL. From, was it? You know, was it, it? I'll tell you what it was. It wasn't training arms all the time. No, it wasn't. Maybe if you did a little bit more on the lower body, then exactly. maybe, maybe, maybe I'd go go be there. But I'd have, you know, <laughs> I'd have literally, you know, what I'd have to achieve this year, the next year, what team I'd have to make the state team, I'd have to make the draft, and then I'd get selected. And you know, so it'd be like a stepping stone in process. But I think from a young age, I've always been a bit of a goal setter, and um, I think where that where I lacked, obviously being at, being a young age, a bit immature and that kind of thing, where I lacked is, you know 
what what I, I potentially was a very I was actioning those things, but I probably didn't have the skill set to play in the AFL. So you've got to have probably three things: mindset and perception on what self doubt is, stress, etc., and how to overcome that. Um, you've got to be a doer, like you were saying. You've got to action it, and then you've got to have the skill set to um, carry out that process as well. So all those three things have to marry up to make you know build your success. Yeah, I know, and I had the same thing. So my wall was covered in goals, and it would have literally the goal for the year, my long term and short. This is from probably being like eight. And I remember mum would be like, oh, you got to stop. Like, I'd, like, this is just, this This is probably OCD too. So I'd go outside and I'd kick a soccer ball until I hit 2,000 juggles, like without dropping it. How's and the hip flexes? No, it <laughs> But that's just to give you an example. Like, I, I wouldn't stop until I hit it and I'd stay out there for hours. So touching on all of that then, what do you believe are the key traits of a someone in a business? What are the key what are the key traits of leadership that need to be displayed from someone at the top in a business? I mean, there's a number, isn't there? Um, what do you, give me three. Three? Don't have all day. Well I think I think it took us ages to get this podcast started for God's sake. I think it comes it comes back to like you can, we can sit here and say, oh, you know, you, you've got to be approachable, you've got to have good communication, um, all those kind of things. But it comes back to doing what you say you're going to do. So I think for me, if the staff are, if they're looking up to our leadership team and myself and Gideon and yourself, I guess as well, like we want to betray, we want to be portraying an image of, you know, setting a standard that we're going to go out and do things. Um, and we do what we say we, we say we're going to do. Um, we action that, and then we have developed a skill set to be able to do that as well. Because without one of those three, I think, you know, not many people can be successful. You might have one, so you know, you might have a great practitioner with a really good skill set, a real can rehab anything, can work on any t- any type of client whatsoever, gets great results. But what happens if they feel like they're getting burnt out and they, you know, they get really stressed and they've they can't overcome that. There goes there goes their whole career. There goes their mindset. Then we come back to the other side of the coin. If let's say you've got a practitioner with a great mindset, can overcome any sort of stress, um, is a doer, but doesn't have a skill set, then they're not really going to be able to achieve anything because you know you can't really get through life without a, without some sort of mastery skill set, and especially in business as well. Like there'd be no way the business would be where it is today without and I'm not saying we've mastered sales or we've mastered anything like that but we've definitely on the way to mastering some sort of whether it's our clinical skills or or being able to train clients and getting results with people because we've been able to teach that to our staff it's that habit of um, skill stacking I think it's called I think so yeah it's building building skills upon Hmm. skills that you can kind of teach and look there's obviously going to be people out there like you say you know they're going to be better at sales and stuff like that but whatever we have a process that works it gets us what we gets us our we have a process that's going to be our inputs it gets us the outputs that we want yeah. in that respect um what are you what talking are you? about lead, lead, leadership traits mm-hmm. so to sum that up what were you saying i was just going to say um leading so leading like doing all these, these things and leading by example 
Um, so, so when you say leading by example, what does that mean necessarily? Let's say in our business specifically. In our business, it's like if I'm going to ask you to do something, I want to be able to do that myself as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not just going to sit here and tell you to be able to tell you to do it. Like I'll do it with you. Um, so, if, like what? Oh, for example, like you know, okay, you got to run thirty sessions a week. All right, well, I'll run thirty sessions a week too. Or at least I've done that in the past. Um, and that's the whole mastery skill set and, and how we've developed our team. Um, no one, no one in the business progresses until they've mastered, you know, they tick each little little box off and progress to the next level. And how do you know when you can say when I've you, done that now? I think when you can teach it, when you can teach it successfully, then you can say that you've mastered that skill set to a degree. Uh, but how how do you know when to step away from that and move into the next chapter? of potentially more overseeing I think I think that. it also comes back to what you want to do and what gives you fulfillment as well um, but again it's, it comes more back to your what you really want to do with your career um, so for us in our business it's obviously certain KPIs um, you know junior, senior team leader director shareholder so it's going to be different in any business um, but yeah I think it comes back to can you teach that skill set? So if you want to progress from a junior to a senior, can you prog- can you go and teach a new grad coming in to a junior level to get to a senior level? Can you can you coach them to be able to do that? So let's say you've done, let's say in the past you've done that. You've hit the 30 session mark, gotten to that point, been doing that for a while, had a small team, hmm. still did that. Now you've got a bigger, now you've got a bigger team, um, still doing that. At what point is it that the time spent doing this versus the time spent on the other thing? At what point do you know that you can you can now step back from doing that and more work on the reverse side of things? What do you mean by the reverse side of things? Like in the business, on the on the business was it on the business in the business? I think when you've got the people underneath you to be able to take the load. And I think it comes and, you know, there's probably a reason why there's, and the reason why Kitty and I are still doing what we're doing is part of it comes back to the, you know, the work ethic and the drive and stuff like that. But it's, um, it's because we, the way the business has progressed so quickly is we haven't been, uh, we're, we're getting to a point now where, where we're, we're almost there. Um, but the level underneath Kitty and myself, you know, we probably don't have that capacity to be able to hand off certain things. You know, you're obviously doing that now, but, you know, Besides that, we probably don't have the capacity to hand off certain tasks to have those different roles. So until those roles come to light, um, there's a lot of, still a lot of involvement by Kitty and myself. Would we be able to set some inputs, you could say, that we need to hit in order for that to happen? Do you guys have that? Yeah. Of what that needs to look like in order for that? Yeah, you need to fill all those director roles. And be comfortable that, you know, like we're talking about with you last week, is comfortable that you can run the business without us, you know, being there. And then what would that look like when that happens? Okay, I, I think Kitty and myself will always be involved. Um, but obviously doing more of the things that we really enjoy doing. Um, and building, like, I'd love to, you know, it'd be cool to go to other states and do all those things. Mm. Um, that's that, And because and, the growth is, is something that I just get addicted to. As soon as I see that, I'm just like, yes, that's that's what I love. Um, well, that's why when I look at it, it's almost just building the building the system 
that works in order to in order to be able to make that repeatable in different places and yes. once you've got that in place and i guess you know obviously it's a journey in order to kind of fit find out what that feels like but then it's also finding that i think balance to be able to step back and go what are the what are the inputs that i need in order to get the outputs that i want yeah well like for me, for myself like i'm running i don't know 20 something pilates sessions a week which is for me that's like i'm not working um compared to what it was you also just had a baby yeah just had a baby yeah um no but it's given me the time to take a step back and i like and i i can see what what we need to do pretty much to to project forward and i'd and i'd say it's also given me like a lot of like realization that how much sometimes um like how much nick does that could be offloaded to other people yeah, that's what I would say as well. Like, there's so much stuff you don't know that they do, and then you like the or that sorry that we do in a business sense that people don't even know they do, and and then it's really hard sometimes to hear people go, "Oh, I'm so tired," or "I'm you know blah blah blah." I'm like, yeah, but in my head, I'm like, "Fuck, it's not that bad." Like, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's so hard. You've got a baby now too. Like, that's so hard to be doing this in the business and running sessions and running Pilates." It's like, yeah, because that's your perception of my life, and you're not living it. Loves that shit. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I absolutely love it. <laughs> we we are quite we, we are quite similar in that sense as well, and that's probably why we you know we connect quite easily on that path. There's not many people that you could sit there and like, not many relationships there would be out there that would have two people that are kind of in that same boat. There would be there would be few, but I think it's also you know having the similar mindset has also helped us grow person like you know in our relationship and also in the business as well definitely helps i guess when you're both involved in business as well yeah like we always say imagine imagine if i told you to you know not work work a little bit less oh can you just get off your laptop tomorrow and or something like that you know like we always say geez i can't imagine what that would feel like but i could just uh you know anyway it's good anyway well on that note peace